thank you for coming to listen to Disney Plus The Boys. Wow, it's almost like we haven't recorded in a month. That was rough. <laughs> we haven't recorded. Is that seriously how long it's been? I feel like it's been. Actually, it's probably been more. Yeah. I think the last time we recorded was the day after Mulan came out. No, we did Toy Story. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So a week after Toy Story. Wait, which episodes are still in the works? Candace Against the Universe, Mulan 2020, and Toy Story. Oh, actually doesn't sound that bad. Let me say it out loud. For some reason, I was like, I have... Seven episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, speaking of, you know, being late and tardy and no episodes coming out, uh, we realized that. Um, uh, it is surprisingly a bit busy. I mean, I don't know for you guys, but for me, uh, uh, hybrid school, um, uh, how do you say, sucks? So, um... Como say DC sucks? <laughs> what did you just say, DC? DC. What was it? DC Comics. He's. <laughs> 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 El hombre de bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, also, I guess I we didn't really introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Blake. Um, I'm Weezy. I'm Hidden. So. Now that we've formally introduced ourselves, I forgot to tell him before we recorded, so I guess I might as well say it now. Hayden was kind enough to purchase for me for my B-Day a Jedi Fallen Order. And I say thank you, sir, because I know that that is not a $5 purchase. (laughs) And um, Why are individual video games so stinking expensive? Because a lot of them are good. I think the reason why, like, games are as expensive as they are is because like you can buy a movie for $20 and that's like an hour and a half, two hour experience, maybe plus like bonus features may can maybe reach three hours, but like some games can be more than that. Uh, some games like get a lot more than that. And so the max is like $60 and there's always the replayability and whatever. So like I get that, but <laughs> I understand all the work that goes into making video games. I don't know if, like, everything added up. That seems a little excessive to make and, like, produce a video game. Like, all the purchases added up. That seems a little excessive. It seems, like, excessive to charge me $15 to go to a movie theater as well. That's how capitalism works, Matthew. (laughs) It seems a little excessive to charge $30 for a movie on a streaming platform that I already (laughs) own. (laughs) Um. Yeah. But Jedi Fallen Order was good, good game. I did not expect some of the Clone Wars references and sequels. Oh, yeah. yeah. I pooped myself when I heard Obi-Wan Kenobi's <laughs> voice. Um, that's not totally oh, yeah. a spoiler because it's like a reference, basically. Um, yeah. And the end also made me like maximum poop myself. Like I couldn't <sighs> stop for like 10 minutes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> also... Jedi Fallen Order had a lot more bugs and glitches than I thought it would. Like, people called Avengers bad because of its glitches, and that's what it's known for. Jedi Fallen Wait, like, Order what, had what so glitches, many more. Which ones in particular did you run into? 
Okay, so in the beginning, there's a vision where you're kind of attacked by your 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 master, kind of, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. First scene that happens, the door opens that's su- supposed to reveal him, and I see nothing. And the music gets all, dun, 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 <laughs> and it's like all scary. And then I just start, lo- I like turn horizontal and just start levitating like sideways. And then... I hear, like, someone talking, and it's, like, zoomed up into nothing, and zoomed up on my face, and I hear someone talking. And then the cutscene just immediately stops, and I just fall through the floor for, like, 30 seconds, and then die. Yeah, like, um, I run into some of those, the falling one, like, whenever I get on an elevator, there was, like, a 25% chance that I'll just, when it gets to the top, I'll just fall through it (laughs) and fall to eternity. (laughs) No. Or there was like that one door on Dathomir, uh, once you open it, and then I walked forward and then just fell through the map. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like when I when I went to go fight the uh second sister, right? It's the second sister? On yeah. Kashyyyk? Yeah, no, was... that's the ninth sister. Oh yeah, that's the ninth. The second sister is the British girl with the weird yeah. haircut. Yeah. Yeah. So I fight her, well, you fight her a lot of times, but yeah. the one time I fight her in, basically where BD1 saves my butt. Um, that's a bit of a spoiler, but not. Oh, really. Zepho? Zepho, yeah, yeah, I fight her there, and when the door opens, she's just T-posing with a <laughs> lightsaber protruding out of her torso. <laughs> she's just standing there because I respawned because I had to fight her again. And she's just standing there, orange glow surrounding her. Oh, yeah. And she has my XP. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should fear her or, like, it's your laugh dominance. At her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. That's great. Let's talk about what we're talking about. We're talking about Iron Man. Yes. And I'm going to be honest. Well, for one, I forgot how we structured these things, so this will be fun. Uh, we just kind of talk about the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also did not take notes. No. Nope. Um, but I... I guess I'm leading this discussion. <laughs> I, I remember a lot about it. I did also watch the extras. I don't. Yeah. I always forget to do that. And two, I haven't seen Iron Man in a long time. That's something that occurred to me. Iron Man is just one of those movies where, like, I remember watching, but, like... I never really go back to watch it in terms of yeah. like an MCU. I think I've only seen it once before this. This is my first time watching it. Oh, ooh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. <laughs> and Hayden's like, and I didn't even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I got five minutes in, thought it was stupid, and walked out. <laughs> walked out of where? My home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the movie starts off in the Humvee, and we, I think, this kind of shows tony stark as he's supposed to be at this time really well and i think all of that is robert downey jr just he's the perfect actor for this i feel like yeah totally that's the first thing i thought of when that scene opens up is that yeah in terms of i mean also like i'm not gonna like pretend to be a fake marvel fanboy i uh actually now when i think about it i was gonna say iron man it was kind of Iron Man, as represented in, like, the Avengers movies, was kind of my first view at Tony Stark, but that's actually not true. I watched uh, Avengers Mightiest Heroes, 
um, the cartoon. Woohoo! But even then, like, Tony, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr., and Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. That's yeah. how I kind of view it, because he, he looks the part, and he kind of just has the personality kind of nailed. It's like how Mark Hamill for a while wasn't able to do anything but Star Wars because he was Luke Skywalker. Mm. And he still hasn't done a lot besides voice acting, but... Or like playing an insane person on like CSI or yeah. Criminal Minds or something. Uh, yeah. Playing a Joker like equivalent. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, like you were saying, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark and Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Whenever um, I read any comics, I imagine Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and Hayden, I also, how do you feel? Oh, yeah, as how like do you an, feel? Hayden? Yeah, how, <laughs> as like a um, like you're you're not exactly a newcomer to the MCU, but it's like I've seen you're not... some movies, but I've seen all the like later, like when it was super popular, because yeah. this is the first like big MCU movie. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on representation of him as, like, someone who just doesn't know Marvel, really? I Like, I've always known that Iron Man is supposed to be, like, he's the, like... And, like, even that's shown in the stories, like, he's the rich guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of, like, cocky and, like, um, kind of... I don't know. Uh, what's the word? Entitled? That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Yeah, I think he did a good job of being that. Yeah, and, like, there's this, like, like sarcastic humor that comes along with it, which I just think is perfect for, like, mm-hmm. the type of person he is. Um, yeah. I also think, besides just, like, the casting choice, um, I think it was a cool idea to... Because I believe the original Iron Man comics, this happened in Vietnam, but they like transpose the movie into uh the middle east to make it like more time present um and so i thought that was a like i guess cool cool decision um to just kind of bring it into the new like popular imagination and kind of separate it while still paying homage yeah making it more modern but like keeping the general story the same yeah i guess wait wait, paying homage to what war no uh, like the original original comic yeah oh okay um also i I wanted to bring this up because it kind of occurred to me while we were watching i was watching (laughs) me myself and i were watching uh i think that there is like a bit of similarity between tony stark and a character from another movie that we watched for this podcast cusco from emperor's new groove yeah just kind of entitled yeah, that's, a, Brad, that's a very good pretty much and then mm-hmm. a scenario just kind of changes their perspective it happens a lot quicker in this one because they yeah need more time to flesh out a real hero but they're they remind me a lot of each other they still keep their general personality yeah. they're still not like the best person they're still you know kind of a jerk sometimes but they have better intentions than before and they're likable jerks as well yeah i think the like jerk learns how to be a good person is an overdone trope but i think both of those movies do it extremely well and put a unique twist on it Mm -hmm. yeah so then the convoy that tony stark is in gets ambushed 
and he gets blown up by one of his own bombs. Um, well, one of his company's bombs. Oh, uh, and also, and uh, the, see, like, like, first scene is them riding in a thing, and then he's making fun of all the other soldiers, and then all the other soldiers get murdered, like, five feet from him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, within seconds mm -hmm. of stepping out of the Humvee. They all get murked. My favorite line was, um... When he's just like talking with the dudes, and then the uh, and then the driver, who's a woman, speaks, and then <laughs> he starts like drinking whiskey. And he's like, "Good God, you're a woman." <laughs> I don't know why, but that one was just really funny. Yeah. Can I take a picture with you? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, sure you can, but don't put it on your MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> that dates it. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Tony Stark... And then they gets, die. Yeah, they die. Tony Stark gets cool. blown up and then oh. captured. Um, and then we get a flashback to, like, what, 24 hours earlier? 48 hours earlier? Something. Where Tony Stark is at a event, like, just like a workplace event, promoting his technology. A rich person workplace event. Yes, like a gala or a ball of some kind. So then Tony Stark leaves and he bumps into the, like, a reporter. And uh, I really liked the, like, her conversation with him about, like, uh, some people say you're, like, Da Vinci, but other people call you the Merchant of Death. Um, and so I thought that was a cool, I guess, duality of, like, the two sides of him. The mm. duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of get this, like, I guess, like, war philosophy of, like, is it okay to, like, kind of just, like, the philosophy behind war of, like, carrying a bigger stick kind of thing. War. War never changes. Yes, thank you, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tony just invites the reporter back to his place. And this is where we get the, like, I guess, like, playboy side of Tony Stark. Then he just, like, leaves before she wakes up. And then she walks out and runs into Pepper Potts. But, like, Pepper Potts, when she's like, I do anything Mr. Stark asks, including taking out the trash, and then points her to the door. <laughs> yes. Roasted. Then Tony gets on a plane to Afghanistan where he's doing a rep weapons presentation um, of his new Jericho missiles. And he gets drunk with the, like, army corporal? Or the... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is, is he part of the army or the air force or the... Both. What? <laughs> he's part of the United States... Military. ...forces. <laughs> We kind of flash forward to um, Tony Stark being imprisoned, and while in prison, he kind of has to face that, like, he makes weapons of destruction, and while he wanted them to be used for, like, I guess, quote-unquote good, they are being used to kill anyone which the person firing wants them to. Um, so they're a weapon? Yes. But, like, he has, he has to confront the fact that he is making weapons and not, I guess... Flowers? Just, yes. You guys know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the legacy that he's leaving behind by creating weapons. Yeah. And then he's kind of, I guess, 
before that he's saved by this like doctor um who puts a electromagnet in his chest cavity to keep i have a question okay um the doctor is yeah. he afghani or like swiss both no this is a legitimate <laughs> question because he says that he saw tony Stark speaking switzerland but then he also says that he has family in a nearby village which i understand the uh, spoilers we find out the family's dead so he might have just been lying about that but he speaks in this accent and his name is jensen and so it's yeah. hard to tell if it's if he's like swiss or afghani because jensen it could be like y-e-n-s-e-n or it could be j and his accent isn't like obligatory enough to where it's like okay yeah, yeah that's european or words like is that afghani i feel like he was like maybe like high status afghani and like traveled to europe and like his accent although seems like eastern european at points his accent is all over the place yeah um but yeah i i don't think it's important <laughs> i'm sorry but i liked when the doctor is being threatened by the like terrorist leader and tony steps in to kind of like i guess save him and that's like a very not tony stark thing to do like he isn't a selfless person but he kind of changes and like obviously changes throughout this experience but this is kind of like a key moment of change i feel like and then they decide to escape and the doctor rushes out with a machine gun and gets himself killed also a couple things about this scene okay the doctor runs out and um grabs a machine gun but then he only shoots the ceiling thank you and then everyone runs away from him anyways <laughs> well there's two things about it it's either the filmmakers were immature and felt like yeah he's firing the ceiling's a good a place as ever like we don't want to ha actually have to put in effects on the same like <laughs> level like we can just put it in post we don't need to do actual effects so there's the like filmmaking one, but then there's also like the kind of like humanitarian kind of like, well, Jensen doesn't really want to kill anyone, but which doesn't make sense because he helped Tony craft a bomb <laughs> to blow up two men to kingdom come. I think it's more like showing how he isn't trained to use a gun, which like still, I think you could do better than what I you're think, doing. I don't think it, they're showing that. I think it was just the filmmakers not wanting to like, Ah, yes, we'll put it in effects, and we'll make it look realistic. And we're like, nah, just shoot at the ceiling, and we can put it in post. I, I don't think it's that, necessarily. I know what I, it I, is. I think it is. Okay. Because what else would it be? I think it is kind of the, like, maybe, like, what you were saying, and kind of what I was saying, that, like, one, he's untrained with a weapon, and two, he doesn't want to hurt people. Because he I blew think, up two men. I don't think that bomb was supposed to kill them though i think it was supposed to i'm blast sorry them. what did you just tell me i don't think that bomb was supposed to kill them i think it was supposed to blow oh them no, no 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 i want you to say that sentence again but really <laughs> think about it i don't think the bomb was supposed to kill them okay <laughs> what was it supposed to do blow the door open then why was it on a trip mine it wasn't <laughs> When they opened the door, it blew up, dude. 
Huh. No, I don't think that was it. Um, maybe that was Tony doing that, not the doctor. He used his inherent force powers to activate the bomb. No, it was Tony building the bomb, thinking of that as a necessary step to get out, not the doctor. But what does that have to do with the doctor shooting the ceiling? He doesn't want to kill people. What? He helped him blow up two guys. No, he, he was didn't. also helping him build a suit where he could literally smash people's skulls in and blast them with fire. I don't know. I don't think it's lazy filmmaking, but I don't know what it is. I think mine sounds most plausible. Um, so then Tony escapes by killing everyone except the people that need to come back. Yeah, and, and of course Mr. Swiss Afghani dies off screen. Wait, no, he gets shot off screen, and then we see him lying on a bunch of like rice with blood splattered about. Yeah. And then he dies. And tell like you were saying earlier, tells Tony that like his family's already dead. Then like it's weird, like Tony almost goes from like an escape mission to like a revenge mission after that. Where like yes he's still trying to escape, but he's doing it I guess more maliciously. <sighs> um with his flamethrowers, yes, Blake, with his flamethrowers. I don't know why the bombs didn't explode, like, immediately, like... Well, they have to warm up first before they pop, like, pop... Well, they're on fire! If I'm on fire, I think I'd start feeling heated. But they have to get, like, Think you'd explode? <laughs> well, I wouldn't explode, because that's not how humans work. And then, so Tony gets launched out by the explosion and his rocket feet my question is where do you get all the fuel to... they gave it to him in the welding torches oh okay that makes sense. i'm guessing yeah, that that's actually a pretty good that's a good one um then tony returns home refuses to go to the hospital because he has to make his announcement right stinking now at this press conference he announces that he is shutting down the weapons division of stark industries because he's basically seen the so he's shutting down stark industries well mostly it's like he well weapons are the only thing they produce they per they tried to produce an arc reactor that also, didn't work <laughs> what the heck is an arc reactor like i understand it's a fictional thing obviously i'm pretty sure it is it's i think it actually might be a real thing Mr. Google. But I think but it's I don't like think you can knowledge. use it as your heart. But I think it's like the size of like particle accelerators. Like you are not shrinking it down any. Yeah, no, arc reactors aren't real. Huh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Wait, the arc reactor is based almost entirely on existing proven technology. And MIT says that devices of a similar complexity and size have been built within about five years. Okay. okay. I think it's basically just like an energy source. Like kind of like a infinite energy source. Like the Aculos. It kind of is actually. But this is done properly. I think Obadiah like first of all, I think the actor for Obadiah is really good. Mm -hmm. Just Jeff like, Bridges? Yes. Yeah. But I think like he just portrays like a business like an excessively powerful businessman really well um how so i don't know his just like demeanor there's a really good extra in disney plus um in the extras part of the movie 
where it's like basically Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Jeff Bridges just kind of talking out how they want to uh, act out the the scene outside of where Tony and Pepper danced. I'm not sure what exactly event that was, but they meet up and they're talking and it's like almost threatening conversation. Like uh, Obadiah is kind of like, you know, not being really nice, I guess is the only way I can describe it for some reason to Tony. Um, And then they like take the picture and it's basically just Robert Downey Jr., Jeff Bridges, John Favreau, who's the director, and then the writer, I can't remember who the writer's name was, but they were talking about how they wanted that scene to play out, and they were rehearsing it, and that was just a really cool scene. It was just five minutes of them just trying to figure it out, and that was really cool. One thing Marvel does well, I think, at least the MCU does well, is giving its villains, like, proper motivation. Uh, are yes. you laughing, Hayden? <laughs> yes, um, Actually, this is yeah, nothing... Uh, the only reason is because I have not watched a lot of Marvel movies, but um, I have watched a YouTuber who talks about Marvel movies, and <laughs> so I'm qualified. <laughs> so I'm qualified. No, but it, like th- this isn't my opinion at all because I don't have any basis for it. But his whole thing is the uh, the villains in Marvel movies are always are always given very poor um, motivations, and he created an acronym for this called a ERJB, which is Evil Robot Jeff Bridges. <laughs> and, it's just, it's just, and he just uses that term for whenever a villain is, like, poorly motivated. Um, I, I think, like, he is well-motivated with the, like, my business is in ruins, and Tony Stark is literally ruining my livelihood. But, but he was... But that doesn't make sense either, because he was trying to kill Tony Stark before he started messing with him. I think my opinion on Obadiah as a villain is mainly due to his acting. I think his yeah. acting really sells it, but when you think more about his yeah, motivation, his motivation is pretty... Like, I, I wouldn't think... say it's, like, the worst thing. It's not like, oh, I want to just, like... It's not Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yes, it is not Electro from The Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. But it isn't like, I don't know, who's a good villain? Like Thanos. I mean, there's the the dude I mean, from I hate this... to be that guy, but <laughs> Yeah. So like Obadiah is probably one of the weaker villains, but there are weaker yeah. villains than him in the MCU. I think his acting is better than his motivation, I guess. That's true. I was just going to say I think his motivation before Tony Stark tries to shut down the company as he wants to seize the company for himself. Which is like generic bad guy stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. I want money. Yes. Something I do have a problem with with MCU villains is that they are like always a carbon copy of the hero they are fighting. At least in the final battle. Oh yeah. That's yeah, that's a bit unfortunate. <laughs> As much as I agree that the, like, basically carbon copies of the heroes is kind of repetitive and, like, just kind of boring at some times in terms of concept, um, I do think that they try to do it in a sense of, like, a foil, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So, because they are basically a carbon copy, but bad... Mm -hmm. um of their design or suit or whatever is speaking more to them as a foil i guess yeah because obadiah is 
you know, kind of a foil. Like, Obadiah could be what Tony Stark would have become. Yeah, that's I guess. But I do agree that it is lazy to have just basically the Hulkbuster as the villain. Yeah. But um, narratively, almost like the the villain suit narratively almost makes sense because he's it's just a basis of the um, prototype robot Tony yeah. made in the yeah. Afghani cave system. Yeah, that's the thing. There's never a time when like Marvel uses like this kind of foil like copy villain, I guess, in terms of design. They never usually feel like. They never what? feel poorly done. It's just that they are. Other movies easily do it. Poorly yeah. Done. When you look at it, you'd think that it's poorly done, but mm-hmm. they actually execute it pretty well and actually make yeah. it make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then we go back, and Pepper Potts helps Tony um, exchange his reactor for the new one. And then uh, Tony goes to talk to fake Rhodey, as I like to call him, because he gets replaced in, like, the next movie. Um, the actor does. And then fake Rhodey um, is telling him that, like, he should think about uh, shutting down the weapons branch before he actually does it. Because, like, obviously he's a soldier, and so Tony's weapons have been helping him. Then we flash back to Afghanistan, where the Ten Rings are salvaging Tony Stark's suit because reasons well i guess we see later that they're trying to we see (laughs) i'm kicking you off this call that they're trying to recreate tony's suit to use as a weapon we flash back in to tony and he's creating and testing his suit and i love it when he's like testing his like foot thrusters and he just shoots up into the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And then I found it interesting that, like, the first thing, once he gets his suit working, the first thing he tries is breaking the SR-71's height record. I thought that was interesting because it's almost like he hasn't changed a lot or, like, he hasn't changed that part of him. His competitive kind of yeah, business side, drive. I guess. And I thought it was interesting that, like, he almost like physically flies too close to the sun, but it's night, so like that's not really. But he like is trying to fly too high. Are and... you saying that if you fly too high, <laughs> you'll only freeze if it's nighttime? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Think about it. The only two times we see it happen in this movie, and then he crashes through his ceiling when he gets back and into his car. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, he, he not only just, like, crashes through the roof, he, like, goes through multiple stories of his house. Yeah, he goes through, like, the grand piano. Yeah. The floor, and, like, the ceiling, and then onto a car. Yeah. Okay, is it just me, or is Agent yeah. Coulson kind of creepy in this movie? Well, he's a government agent, and he's supposed to be. But, like, I feel in the Avengers, he's fine. I wouldn't want my girlfriend... To be around him. A, a government agent? <laughs> but why does S.H.I.E.L.D. even need to talk to him? Because That's... he killed a bunch of terrorists. 
Oh yeah. And then I'm like, and then did nothing about it. And he's just like, yeah, I killed him. Whatever. You already talked to the CIA and like the FBI and everything. But this is Shield. Oh, you're and also right, like, like it's tied to Nick Fury as well. So like my bad. He. Yeah, I understand like narratively why, but okay, then I what's the problem? <laughs> I understand from a narrative standpoint why he needs to. I don't understand from, like, an in-world reason. Well, here's a simple solution. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist in real world. Thank you, Blake. Thank you! Big brain moment. And then they go to, like, I think it's like a firefighter's benefit thing. And the reporter's there again because she's always there and she basically like confronts tony again that like his weapons are still killing people and that's where he confronts obadiah and is like hey i said we were shutting this down second of all how the heck are our weapons even getting to the terrorists and obadiah is basically like well we're making money so it's okay hmm. which is like to be honest fair point, fair point. <laughs> the government like confronts like a like a <laughs> like a murderer why did you do it oh it was for money well all understandable right, have a good day <laughs> okay <laughs> they like check a notepad that that checks out <laughs> <laughs> and then tony is basically like infuriated so he starts um like testing the weapons on his suit and we kind of see like almost like a dark side of him when he's testing the repulsor cannon and just starts shooting at like everything around him. And then we go to the terrorists back in Afghanistan and they're murdering a village because that's what bad people do. But the thing is, they're not just murdering. They're also kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Not just the men, but the women. The women and the children, the children too. too. But like, I am in no way trying to defend terrorists. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> that's probably not the best idea. <laughs> but... I mean, they got a point. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what exactly is their purpose in doing this? I mean, it's kind they of take... in the name. Terrorist. Is it just like... <laughs> it, it's, they it's seize goods, seize people for ransom... Who were they ransoming to? They killed everyone else and took everyone else. There's no one to ransom to. I don't know. Look at like look in a history book. Real terrorists do this. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I talk to them. <laughs> and then Tony Stark shows up and kills them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for like the head honcho. Who he just Who like... he leaves to get killed by the townsfolk. <laughs> and then while Tony is flying away from killing them all, um, the military decides to shoot him down. Yeah. We got a bogey. <laughs> oh, let's just blow it. In this moment, Iron Man is almost like Batman, where he, like he's the vigilante who's like taking justice into his own hand. And then Tony accidentally destroys a plane that's trying to shoot him down. Um... Well, but he saves the pilot, so everything's good now, I guess. Well, actually, we don't know if we saved, because for all we know, he just uh, helped, uh, like... He just prolonged eject. his suffering. Yeah, no, he did No, well, because with the parachute, we're assuming he made it onto the ground okay, but we don't know whether or not if it was in, like, 
Yeah, um, that's fair. Terrorist territory. And then I really I found it funny the um like how are we going to explain this? And Tony's like, just say it's a training exercise. That's what you guys always do. And he's like, I'll come up with something better. And then it switches. Yeah, and there was a training accident. An accident with the training exercise. Um, and then we cut back to Obadiah, and he's with the terrorists in Afghanistan because he's a bad dude, and he kills all the terrorists. Once again, can someone explain this to me? Why he kills all the terrorists? terrorists um, kill people he's, and are not not, he's, not he's, that i think that terrorists shouldn't be killed or anything but... no because obadiah is evil he double crosses the, his henchmen and then kill them all because he's evil okay back in america um pepper pot sneaks into tony's office obadiah's office i'm not really sure okay so sneak oh in wait there. um we need to talk about the stan lee um because oh, yeah. Mr. Stark uh, misrecognizes him as um, Hugh Hefner, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It's a cameo. So that's neat. Woo! <laughs> we flash back, and Pepper is in the off- is in Tony Stark's office, um, and is trying to, like, download secrets from basically figuring out what Obadiah is up to, and realizes that he's a bad dude. But then Obadiah walks in, is like, hey... What are you doing in here? And Pepper basically like finagles her way out of that conversation. Um, what and the heck is finagle? Finagle? Yeah. What the heck is what is finagle? It's like you mix the words finesse and haggle. <laughs> yes. Guess we're just doing whatever we want. <laughs> Pepper goes with Agent Coulson to escape Obadiah. And then we go back to Tony, who is getting murdered by Obadiah. Oh, that's right. That sucks. Wait, what is the little um, boop boop that he has do? His little like um. It paralyzes you for like ten minutes or something. Is that all that? Why does he have to wear AirPods when he uses it? Though? Because it it is a sound thing. It's fancy science stuff. Once again, I must ask. What exactly is Obadiah's plan in killing Tony Stark? Like, they're going to find the body, and they're, like, is he just hoping they don't think it's him? They'll just see a hole in his chest and be like, oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, like, because technically they don't know that his heart is being, like, powered by this, like, super battery. Okay. So if they just see a hole in his chest, they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, that's weird. But surely, like, Pepper Potts would explain everything to the cops. Yeah. Well, he was going to kill Pepper Potts. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we see that's a that's a really good point that goes along with the fact that his motivations don't make like his motivations is he wants power, which is like it it makes sense. You understand that like it's not a thing original, but okay, sure it's there. But then it's like why is he killing these people in this way? And it's like yeah, because he's evil. Okay. But I do think it's kind of sick. As Tony I'm sorry, boy. Were you, you speaking? Can go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was. But you can go. I'm going to be the bigger man here and let you go. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty sick that um, his whole thing is he just walks in, paralyzes him, and then rips out his heart. <laughs> and then leaves. And then, well, um, Tony is trying to get uh, his heart well, a different heart back in, 
Pepper and Coulson are going to arrest um, Obadiah, but there's an evil robot, so that ain't happening. And what is with, I know this is like a petty thing to point out, but what is with all the chains hanging in that like storage room? Yeah, that it, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's an evil laboratory. So, yeah. so there's yeah. chains everywhere. Yeah, even though it's a, like, it's not even like um, it's his secret, like, secret, secret evil laboratory. It's just the Tony Stark Enterprises laboratory. Yeah, but they didn't turn the lights on. Yeah, but they didn't turn the lights on. <laughs> they just turn on they... the lights and you see Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like sneaking around like a cat burglar. Sneaking away. Then Tony Stark shows up to fight Obadiah and we have a battle because every cool movie needs a battle scene. Well, yeah. I mean, if they didn't have a battle scene, I would be pretty disappointed. It's like it honestly would be. Iron Man. <laughs> just and then Obadiah. it's just like Obadiah has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> <laughs> like no, Tony Stark not in his like outfit just walks in and shoots him. Or or like it's just Tony in like a bomber jet and he just flies over and bombs the place. Yeah, he just gets he just gets Rody to do it. <laughs> Rody, I need you to put a hit out on this guy. Remember that drink you you took like seven years ago? That was poison. <laughs> For this moment. For this slow acting. <laughs> See you on the other side. Um, and so Obadiah dies when the building explodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the final battle was, like... Whack. It's cool. It's just nothing special, really. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I can, like, remember nothing from it. And I watched it. They fight on the road... Well, yeah, like, then I know they Tony fight sh- on the road, and then they go into the air, and then they fight on the roof. But, like, other yeah. than that, I can't remember, like, a whole lot. The only thing that I remember that was cool was when Tony only had the one glove, and so when Obadiah is there, he uses it to, like, boost himself up and, like, do, like, a mm. a, a downer cut? What's a, what's the opposite of uppercut? Like, like a downer cut. And then there's another press conference where Tony Stark reveals that he is Iron Man. He is, in fact, the Iron Man. Yeah, and then it ends with um, Iron Man by Black Sabbath, which is pretty sick. Like, this movie gets extra points because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I will say that, like, at the beginning of the movie and then some point in the middle of the movie, whenever, like, it's just a scene of Tony Stark doing things and then it's, like, ACDC or, like, something playing in the background, those scenes are pretty cool. Yeah, I like uh, I think it really fits his character. And then we get the post-credit scene of the Avengers are a thing. Wait, there's a post-credit scene? Yeah. Yeah. Every Marvel oh. movie will have a post-credit scene. That's something you should oh. know from your own out. But basically, I didn't it's... watch it, but I know what happens. I um, I watched. I turned it off as soon as the movie was over. <laughs> well, if you had stayed through the credits, like you should have. <laughs> yeah, like like a true in my own home, just sit through the credits. Tony basically just walk walks home, walks inside his house, and Nick Fury is like sitting there, and he's like, "I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative," and that just ends. And yeah, that's the, that's the film. I actually kind of want to ask you guys a question. 
that we no. we didn't really have okay. any discussion questions, but I just kind of thought of this one like just now. Why do you think that this movie caused such a cultural movement? I guess. Like like do you think that this is this did in fact start a like some sort of cultural movement in terms of like superhero movies and whatever because obviously we know that at the time that this movie came out people didn't exactly know we were getting an MC. We weren't getting a cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. But what do you think this this one does different than any of the other like why is this any different than X-Men? Why do you think? It's good. Yeah. It, what X-Men's good? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um but like I think this one just like there's something special about the MCU movies that I feel other super movies don't have. And I don't know what it is. Superhero movies don't have. I'm not exactly sure what it is. It I think it's just like the combination of like humor, action, character. You know what this like movie needs is a this movie needs a Snyder cut. Oh my gosh. Like, um, like the <laughs> DC movies. Because people think that whatever didn't make the end product makes it good. No, but honestly, I think this does kind of separate from some other films because, like, for one, it does have, like, the DC, some superhero movies, like, I'm, I mean, some of the DC Extended Universe movies, well, none of them came out at this time, but... Um, like just some other superhero movies didn't exactly land it. And I feel like even sometimes mm-hmm. some of them weren't totally relatable, I guess. I think one thing is that like, these are also Tony Stark movies, Steve Roger movies, Thor movies. Like they are not just superhero movies. They, I feel some superhero movies rely on the superhero element more than the like person element and i think you have to do both to have a good superhero movie okay um and i think this one does a really good job of like showing who tony stark is and also showing who iron man is yeah i get that and i also think that this is kind of like the first like I mean, people didn't really have a big idea on what exactly the MC, mm-hmm. like, how big of a scale, but it did it did seem to want to create some sort of new world building. Like, they, this wasn't yeah. supposed to just be a one-shot. They wanted to expand upon it, and they referenced other things from mm-hmm. other parts of Marvel that it seemed like they wanted to create something more, and maybe that's even what got people yeah. excited. And I feel like kind of on a larger scale, not just this movie, I feel like the MCU has really been one of the few successful cinematic universes. Yeah, probably the... It's really hard. It's the... Like, it depends on what you qualify as a cinematic universe. I think a cinematic universe is really... Like, I don't think that Star Wars necessarily counts as a cinematic universe. Yeah. Because they classify each movie as Star Wars, with Marvel, mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's it's not called Marvel Ant-Man, it's not called Marvel Iron Man, it's all these movies yeah. that can be standalone, you don't have to watch the mm-hmm. whole MCU if, like, if you just want to watch Ant-Man, like, a lot of people- yeah, what if you want to watch, um, Infinity War? Yeah, but th- th- those are, like, the unique circumstances where it's like- 
those are the crossover issues of like Marvel comic yeah. books, where it's like, oh, it's okay. the Marvel team up. Spider-Man comics used to always have these Marvel team ups, where it's like an issue, and it's like them teaming up with like Wolverine or Daredevil. And I think yeah. they have those, but like they fabricate the universe so well to where it makes sense, and mm-hmm. it's not like some other universes. Well, there's not even a lot yeah, of definitely. universes. I mean, the only one other one i can think of is DC. ice age no ice age has sequels, <laughs> not because basically all the movies in the marvel cinematic universe are really just spin-offs when you think about it like of spin-offs of iron man but it's like they're they they don't have to be related to iron man if if that makes any sense yeah. and like because the only other so. cinematic universes i can compare it to are dc extended universe which did not do well even just yeah, not beyond Those are good them movies beyond them being just like bad movies they don't <laughs> do well at structure cuz they basically went like oh let's make iron man and then let's go straight to civil war okay um like captain america civil war and then we'll do like we'll throw in like yeah, captain they... america and then let's do let's do avengers now while it took four movies for them to get to Avengers. Maybe even five. Maybe even five. Basically, they set up their characters with good enough time to where you can understand them separately and not mm-hmm. have to learn about them in the movies. Like, the big characters yeah. that matter. And, the like, the only other one I can think of which, like, failed basically immediately was the Dark Universe, I think they called it, with the mummy. Yeah. The reboot mummy. Yeah. And that didn't even get, like, a second... Well, I mean, there's rumor that the Invisible Man, the new Invisible Man, is possibly <laughs> a part of it, but, I mean, that's just stretching. You're, you're just stretching because you made a good movie. Um, and, like, um, also Godzilla, the, like, new Godzilla movies. I think oh, yeah, that's true. Like a kaiju-verse. I, I think those are doing okay, still not up to the scale that Marvel is, but... Yeah, Marvel definitely the- did it to a stronger extent yeah okay all right score time score time, rating I time i need to find my paper score it. time all right we see you have to go first okay we're still doing it yep that way okay yep oh yeah of course some um, things never change i'm going to give it an 84 both for the movie itself but also for kicking off the mcu okay Hayden. uh seven yeah okay that sounds good can't can't disagree with that one i'm gonna say like an 88 just like get don't get me wrong it's a great movie but i feel like it like it's just a good story like there's nothing that really pops out cinematically i don't think in terms of like camera shots or you know like really good twists the villain wasn't that great but still, they nailed Tony Stark as a character. They nailed this movie as a as a representation of a character that really wasn't totally that popular at this time. Yeah. Um, like, that's something that a lot of people don't really realize, is that Iron Man wasn't, like... There were people that knew about him, but, like, everyone think, thought of the X-Men or the Fantastic Four or Spider-Man before thinking of Iron Man. So... Mm-hmm especially kicking off the MCU and starting like that little 
giving you a hint of world building and building up this huge universe, which is so large today. Um, I that's why I give them an eighty-eight. Okay. Right. So since we're moving more towards focusing on the like overall Disney Plus ranking list, um, what's actually going to be the percentage, the average of this one? Let me check real quick. You gave it an eighty-eight, Blake. I gave it an eighty-eight. Eighty point seven. What were the we watched Mulan? Mul- Mulan twenty twenty <clears throat> definitely was at the like. Dude, I want to change my score for Mulan so badly because I like I was so nice giving it a five. Oh my gosh! I think this movie will be a. It's gonna be above the Clone Wars movie, below Mulan classic, and. I I think it gets over Candace Against the Universe. I think we gave Candace Against the Universe like a low eighty or a high seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of where it stands on the Disney Plus catalog ranking list that we have fabricated. If you want to go check it out for yourself and see how it compares to everything else, I will link that in the show notes. And yeah, with that out of the way, that's our episode for today. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us, Blake. You're welcome. Alright, so if you want to reach out to us, recommend any movies or shows that you would like us to discuss, we really just hang out with us. We'd love to talk with you. You can reach out to us on our Instagram at Disney Plus The Boys. You can reach out to our Twitter at Disney Plus Boys. If you could, leave a review, please, uh, and share. We would really appreciate that. Helps us to be seen by others who have not discovered the show yet. And also, uh, if you need more Disney podcast content in your life, you can go check out Mouse House Weekly, which covers all things Disney. Um, And yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. And we're just the boys. We're being dudes. We'll see you next week. I saw this really fun, it's like this, it's this video and it's really cool and it's this Iron Man mask where like it's this guy and he made it to where it's voice activated and he goes, and he goes like mask off and like it like lifts up like how it does in the movie and then, and then he goes mask down and it comes back down and it goes system shut down and, and it turns off and then someone in the comments went what if you were fighting Iron Man and all he had to do was say system shut down and the suit just shuts down? <laughs> he just falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>